What is going on guys? Today we're going to be going over three tactics that I use for Kobe efficient and then one bonus tactic at the end that I guarantee nobody is using for Cobia that you can catch. Cobia, African Pompano, Grouper, Hog Snapper, all that kind of stuff as well while you're doing it. 90% of the fish are caught by 10% of the fishermen. Of 100 boats going out on a Saturday, 80 of them are following the crowd, 10 of them shouldn't be past the inlet, 8 are dialed in for the most part, but 2 are professionals that are relentlessly dedicated to putting fish on deck despite any conditions, day in and day out, adapting and using past experience. Sit down, strap in, and get ready to take some notes. We're going to take the fishing game to the next level. Welcome to the Obsidian Fishing Podcast. So, go ahead and start off with bucktails. Cobias are known for sight fishing. Bucktails are easily one of the most common lures to use for them. Seeing everything from plastic heels, but I think a good bucktail, I've seen orange do really well, chartreuse, white, or like a little bit of a combo of both. Some guys like to put like a sluggo on the back or a curly tail, something like that. I don't think the color really matters. I more so look for the right weight. You know, you don't want something that drops too fast. So I'd say like a, I like a one ounce to a two ounce, depending on the current, depending on your rod and reel setup, that type of thing. But you really want something that you have confidence in. Um, don't be tying on a new jig every 30 minutes, right? It's like, otherwise you guys are uh, wasting time. But better yet, have one of your boys in the boat. You know, he's fishing uh, orange and white, and you're fishing a chartreuse, and the other guy's just fishing a pure white, something like that. Um, so, ways you can fish the bucktail, though, is I've caught them where I've seen them like a school of shad popping out and off throw it past that you want to throw past where they're at don't throw it right on top of their head sometimes it does work and they'll eat it you know sometimes they're chewing the paint off the side of the boat sometimes they're a little more skittish right so it just depends on the day and the individual fish itself some i've seen some fish where they just crush anything you throw in front of them and then others that you know are real like kind of agile like a freshwater trout where it's like you have to throw it way up wind of them bring it into them, give them the right presentation, and then they'll bite. So anyways, back to the bucktail. What I typically like to do, like if I've got a bait ball or something, um, throw it past that bait ball, and then I just rip it through that bait ball, and then I'll let it drop either like right in the middle or towards the edge of it. And those fish, some, they're like sitting there underneath just corralling the bait. And sometimes you'll see that bait ball split and that's when they're coming up and feeding so that's when i'll try to either target that split or you want to drop and let it fall underneath of the bait ball you don't want to just sometimes they're watching it too and i found that like any fish from largemouth bass to cobia when i throw it and rip it and stop it they like to hit it on the stop. You know, jigging for tuna, same thing. Like you're pumping, pumping, and on that, when you pump, stop, they're gonna smack it on the stop. So, try it a couple different times, you know, before you guys like pull right up onto that bait ball, throw it past them, crank it, let it drop a couple times, see if you get a bite there. Um, try it on the outside and the inside, like I said. If you see them, cobia cruising on the bottom, that's another good tactic for bucktail, um, depending on how clear your water is. 
it doesn't hurt. Like if you know where they're if they're cruising, you know, up the beach, I like throw it past them and bring it into them, and that's just like I'll go pop pop and let it fall, and you're bouncing it right off the bottom where it's kind of like kicking that sand up every time. Um, you can also put a little piece of live bait on it. You know, if you guys have the Cobia love crabs, you know, so like it doesn't hurt to throw a piece of crab on. It's not a tactic that's used a whole lot, but it does work. I've caught Cobia doing it. You can also throw a piece of bunker, shad, whatever um, on that bucktail. So pop off the bottom or reel and drop. It's not bucktail. You can also sight fish with bucktail. A lot of guys like in Virginia, um, I've caught Kobe everywhere from Florida, the Gulf to, you know, Virginia Beach. Haven't done a whole lot of fishing in the Northeast. But when you're popping it off the bottom, that's usually sight fishing. If you see them cruising, you know, that's sight fishing as well. And that's like my go to tactic would be that bucktail because you can throw it a mile you can do all kinds of different tactics with it you can rip it past them you can let it drop they'll chase it down and bite it or they'll just boom swim up super fast and crush it either way um yeah but i do prefer live bait the reason i use live bait over over bucktails is i usually get a better hookup ratio a because it's a circle hook b once you have it circle hook you're going to keep more of those fish hooked and those, as you guys know those cobias are mean ass fish and they will fight hard so my top two live baits um if you guys have eel available definitely have eel you know uh buy a couple of them like i'd say probably six to a dozen something like that an eel is not something that you want to be fishing all day that's more like i'm gonna I'm going to save them a fish like my bucktail, my shad, my dead bait, whatever. Um, and then when I see one, I'm going to grab that eel that's been chilling in a live well, flip it out. And those cobia will smack an eel usually. If they don't eat an eel, I don't think they're going to eat like anything. <laughs> so um, if you guys don't have eels though, some other really good bait would be like live shad. You know, if they're shad balls uh, or bunker, however you want to say it. Cruising up and down the beach. You know, what me and my buddies usually do is cruise up, throw some bucktails in there, see if a cobia is on that bait ball. If they're not, go ahead and throw the cast net, catch some bait for the day. And then we would keep like, you know, whatever for live bait. You don't want to put too many shad in the live wheel because they'll beat each other up and there's not enough oxygen. So that's one thing you guys do have to experience with or have to experiment with is how many live baits you can hold like healthy in your live well and then also consider um saving some like on the way in for next time you go cobia fishing as well you know i don't know some of you guys have like boats at the dock or whatever and yeah like a little shad pen those guys get pretty hardy in there you know if you leave them there for a week or so so anyways back to bait ball fishing how I like to fish bait balls is, you know, usually see the dark spot on the surface. Sometimes you can see them flipping um, or you just see them, right? And I'll rig up my eel, my shad, whatever, and I'll throw that in there. And I like to fish the outside in because those cobia are typically looking for that loner shad. You know, the ones that aren't like in the heat of that bait ball. If you flick it, you know, your live bait 
right on top of that bait ball, odds are he's probably not going to see your bait unless he splits that bait ball and yours has got that circle of hanging out of his mouth and he can't keep up with the rest of the guys, um, which I have caught fish, you know, before doing. But I'll typically target the outsides. And then another tactic, like I said, is that bait ball is where, like, say you do throw it on the far outside of that bait ball, let it chill there for a second, and then on the crank in, I'll crank it through that bait ball and then stop it, like, right. I'll, I'll try to do, like, right on the edge and then crank it another five feet, stop it again. Because sometimes those Kobe will be sitting there looking and then they see that guy split off from the crowd and they'll come up and smack him, you know, because he's by himself. And that's really all, all there is to bait ball fishing is, you know, sometimes there's cobia on the balls. Sometimes, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, sometimes they're on them, sometimes they're not. So, like, those fish might be feeding or there might be nothing at all or they're on the ball and they're not feeding at the moment. And the cool thing about bait ball fishing is you can just go from one to the next up and down the beach. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, anywhere like, you know, you guys get those good bunker runs in the spring. That's my favorite way to fish. And the third tactic would be anchoring up and you're going to chum, set some live bait, dead bait, that type of thing. Usually you're going to want, I would say minimum three rods out up to about five. Um, how I like to do it is drop that chum bag down if you guys can have two chum bags strongly recommend it you know maybe put one on the anchor line halfway uh up so that way there's it's kind of like a tactic nobody talks about so there's different columns in the water depending on how deep you're fishing i'll typically take one and put it like i'll do a loop knot on the anchor line have that about halfway out or halfway down the water column i should say and then the next one is I'm going to have one right off the stern. And that's going to be like on a weight, another anchor directly on the bottom. You can put one up top. I do think it's a little excessive because typically those fish aren't right on the top of the water. But if you are seeing them directly on the top, highly recommend it. Given the day, though, typically, you know, play your typical conditions. So those fish are going to be in that middle water column to the, you know, on, near the bottom. So you know, two chum bags out, I'll have two rods like straight and the, what you like when you're anchored up, your boat's going to swing back and forth. So you don't want two lines, same area at like the same distance, because if they're the same distance, they're going to crisscross up and you guys are going to drag into each other and get tangled. So what I like to do is stagger my lines. So I'll just like start on one end of the boat and I'll kind of like work my way. So like on my left, you know, poor side or whatever, I'll have the farthest line out. And then the second one right off the stern, um, I'll have that one like a little bit closer in. And then the, you know, starboard stern, I'll have that one a little bit closer in than that one. And then like the outside one, I'll have that like right there under the chum ball. And you want to have a kind of like a cone. Okay, so like you're thinking about it, right? Your chum is at the boat, and as that current takes it, it's kind of going out and away. It's getting dispersed. So you want your line, you don't want all your lines, boom, straight off the back of the boat, you know, because that way it limits 
you know, it's cobia that are cruising, they might not cut right past your stern if all your lines are out that way. So yeah, have those four lines. That's what I recommend, three or four out, you know, and I like to use a Carolina rig or even like a three-way swivel. I use a circle hook all the time. I, if you guys know, you know, been listening, I absolutely love circle hooks. I like the Supermudo owner. Um, something in anywhere from like four aught up to eight aught, depending on your size. Honestly, don't think you need a giant hook. You have your Carolina rigs out or your three-way with a weight, and you guys got to have different weights. Sometimes the current is bad. Sometimes your boat is really swinging back and forth on that anchor line, depending on how much line you have paid out. So bring some heavy weights. That way your stuff doesn't drag all over the place. And then you also got to play with how, how tight you want your lines, right? Like if you have all your lines tight, they're going to get drug over to the left and drug over to the right. So you got to play with that. I, I like to always check my lines about every half hour or so. I'll just do a rotation. I don't crank them all up at one time. I'll just do a rotation. And that goes anywhere, for anything. You know, if you're trolling, bottom fishing, or whatever, always check your lines. Fished with a guy one time. He did not want to check our trolling lines, but we had we ran through a weed line and we had we were dragging weed on the ballyhoo for God knows how long. So like just check your bait. You know, if a shad might have flung off or whatever, a crab might have got you. I don't know. Anyways, moving along. So you got your three lines out. And then I'll have a like a light line or a live bait ready to go. Sometimes those cobia will come up. They won't see anything on the bottom. You know, if they're halfway up on the uh, in the water column, you can fish a bobber too. I've seen like a lot of guys, especially in the Chesapeake Bay, do that with a live bait. You know, you could throw a croaker on there, a shad, an eel, or whatever, where you have like a big ass bobber and you fling that thing out the back. And I just, if you're gonna fish that way, you're anchored up. I would only have one of those. That's what I recommend. You could have two, but once you have like, if you're anchored up and you have a couple bobber lines out, you're gonna get tangled up fast. So do that. That's really cool for fish in the upper water column. If they're not in that upper water column though, or like they cruise right up to the, you know, the back of the boat, I always have a light line ready to go rigged up with like a shad or an eel or something like that. That way you can flick it there, right there to them and sight fish them if they come up. And if you guys want to get a double hookup, a lot of times if you're fishing like that dead bait or live bait on the bottom on those Carolina rigs and you hook one, a lot of times he's going to bring up one or two or three of his friends. So always have that light line ready to go. That way you can flick it out if he brings up a couple friends and you have a double hookup right there. Tactic I promised you guys before we start going over gear is jigging. You're like, well, what, what does that mean, right? How do we jig? There's different kinds of jigging. These like bottom jigs, I like something a little stouter, a little fatter, a little heavier. Um, Shimano flat falls are cool. And then these uh, Daiwa SK jigs. So how you're gonna fish these is on the bottom, okay? Like if you guys are grouper fishing or like you know where some really good hard bottom is, you know, if those Kobe are on the bait balls, or if they've been on the bait balls and you kind of miss that bite, they might be just sitting offshore a bit, you know, especially if you guys have some weather rolling or something like that.